0: They say that every person has a novel somewhere inside of them. Writing that novel, well, that's a totally different story. However, today's guest of the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles took that action. You are
1: now tuned in to the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles: extraordinary people with extraordinary stories. Sitting down with extraordinaire himself, Mike Rudd. Now, now, on to the chronicle.
0: What's up, everybody? Everybody. And these are the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles, which are real interviews with real hot dog extraordinaires. The goal is very simple, tell their story and to hopefully inspire you and give you a couple ideas to set out with finding your own hot dog stand, aka a passion or calling in your career, in your life, and to hopefully launch your own idea or go after something that you truly believe in. If you like the podcast, you want to join the crew, head to my website, marketingfunwithmike.com. You can sign up for my newsletter, read my blog, all sorts of fun stuff on there. You get a free PDF of my ebook, When Can I Catch Up and Find My Hot Dog Stand on Sign Up. And finally, what am I here to do? I'm just here to help you live the life you want and deserve. So I'm excited to welcome a two time author, two time novelist, Corey Idle, to the show today. Corey is the author of Drinks with the Dead. And most recently, a book that I read and thoroughly enjoyed, in fact, I couldn't put it down, and Hell Followed. Corey, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing? Good, sir. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Let's jump in. Let's start off with your story and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you wound up being now in present day a full-time author.
1: Uh, No problem. I uh, grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. A typical Generation Xer, was a horrible high school student, Uh, uh, did not have the resume you would expect a quote unquote writer to have. Um, My goal was to be in radio. I wanted to be the next Howard Stern. Then I found out how much uh, radio people make (laughs) (laughs) when they're not named Howard Stern and uh, quickly changed course. And uh, ran a long string of customer service job, uh, jobs uh, until I wound, wound up in private aviation for about uh, 10 years.
0: Excellent. So, how did you get to the point then, leading into the private a- aviation, that you wanted to dedicate yourself to the frustrating, <laughs> terribly up and down craft of writing each and every day as a, as a fellow author, uh, you know, who, who would ever want to do this to themselves?
1: That's the problem. I think I'm just a masochist, uh, at heart. Uh, and this is my penance for being a poor high school student because writing, as you know, is basically homework every single day. Um, but no, I, uh, because of the recession, I lost my job, uh, quite frankly. And, um, I was living in Boston at the time, uh, a time where, you know, Harvard graduates weren't able to get a job uh, bagging groceries. So, uh, I was out of options and, um, I had always thought of myself, uh, as creative, uh, people, even if they lied or were drunk, seemed to enjoy my stories. So, uh, I figured I'd just start writing it down, uh, and see what happened. And, uh, uh, thankfully, it uh, it took. It seems to work.
0: Simple enough. You know, when you're at, at the end of the day, that's one great thing about writing. You can sit down. It doesn't matter what the job market is. The, you know, you can... Yeah. And, and with other crafts as well. If you want to sit down and create each and every day and you have the dedication willing to do that, you can do that.
1: No, absolutely. Uh, you know, I have... I've written in the car in the passenger seat not in the driver's seat but I've written in the car uh you know I've written on a train, plane you know it's great it you can do it anywhere and uh I think a large for for a grand s- scheme of things as far as art is concerned I think that's pretty uh, uh pretty much the same
0: Now you know to I'm I'm interested to hear a little bit because I'm always fascinated by it's kind of what you don't do the, is the other side, you know, writing nonfiction. I get pe- fiction writers all, this, all the time asking me, oh my gosh, I could never imagine doing that. Well, for yep. me, I can't imagine writing fiction. <laughs> so, you know, I, I got to ask, well, what have you learned about <clears throat> writing fiction and novels that has given you motivation in, what's it taught you for other aspects of your life and taught you as a writer itself?
1: Um. One, it's taught me to listen a heck of a lot more than I talk. Um, because whether it sounds corny and whether people believe it or not, everybody has a story. You know what I mean? Now, you might, being a fictional writer, I get to embellish your story if I choose. But, you know, every, everybody has a story. Uh, and I, I, I truly believe that. And uh, that has made me uh, listen a lot more, um, whereas I used to just talk (laughs) because I told stories basically, Um, but uh, it's also given me a lot more confidence. Uh, You know, putting yourself out there, uh, hopefully to the world, uh, is a scary thing, and once you take that leap uh, and then do it a second time and hopefully a third time in my case, and fourth and on, um, that you know, it it gives you that confidence um, in your everyday life.
0: All of a sudden doing those, trying a new activity or going to a social dinner where you don't know anybody seems a lot less intimidating, I think. Right. I still hate that
1: with all my heart, but,
0: (laughs) you know, it's a lot less intimidating.
1: I, I, uh, I feel like the... The old me that was working the nine to five jobs uh, would have gone to those parties and just thought people were squawking, sounding like uh, charlie brown 's teacher you know, and now I go, and it is uh, exciting for me because I want to hear what other people say, even if they th- other people think it 's the most droll, boring thing they 've ever heard. I find it incredibly interesting, uh, just listening to people
0: anymore is that where you get some of uh ideas sparked or where you know where do you, the ideas come from for fiction?
1: Uh well uh I heard a quote once uh that said uh, good good writers borrow and great writers steal outright. So yeah, basically that's where it comes from. <laughs> I just uh I'm essentially jacking uh people's lives.
0: <laughs> nice. Now do you do you, the okay so let's let's jump into Anne Hell followed. So sure. the main character is an assassin? Would that be the yeah. right word? Ass- yeah, you know? that's fair. A government uh, assassin? Yeah, government assassin. So do, do you uh, have any, any friends doing that, or is that, that one embellished a little bit?
1: <laughs> that one is embellished greatly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I grew up, um, my mom and dad were huge uh, action movie fans, and my mother was a huge uh, horror movie fan. Uh, So the action thriller genre has always been near and dear to my heart, Um, and I feel like that character, it's uh, loosely based, his body type, I guess, (laughs) and that alone is based on uh, my cousin, uh, Robert Chance, who's serving in the uh, Air Force, he's a captain, Um, but uh, the rest of it's just my dark, sick mind. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, you know, I thought I, it's funny that you say that with your, with one of your parents liking the action and one liking the horror, because that would probably be the best way I would describe that book in different parts. You know, the, you. the hero and the protagonist is part act. It's a part action thriller, part, part horror, almost to a certain yeah. degree. At yeah. At least I like- my, my no. viewpoint.
1: <laughs> well, that's great. Cause that's how I wanted it to be. <laughs>
0: so thank you
1: yeah uh no that's definitely uh both of uh my parents influences. definitely in that story
0: so what are two things you would uh perhaps tell people who you know whether it's a lot of people feel like oh i think writing a book would be so cool you know or the the ones that always come up i feel like writing a book you know running a marathon uh you know, there's, there's those three or four or five things that people, and part of it is they're fun, they challenge you, and not sure. a lot of people do them, but whatever it is, if somebody's always been wanting to do something they believe in, what, what would you tell them, you know? Uh,
1: well, uh, uh, for the, from the writing aspect, I heard um, Kurt Suter, who is the uh, creator of Sons of Anarchy, uh, I heard him interviewed once. Uh, he was the head writer as well on the show. And he said, uh, if you want to call yourself a writer, you need to sit down in a chair and write for at least at least four hours a day. No excuses, no matter what. If you do that every day, you're a writer. Um, and I think translating that over into uh, uh, anybody's dream or passion would be basically just... Just start doing it. You don't have to write War and Peace the first time out. You know, you, you, you don't have to paint the Mona Lisa. Just start out and uh, I guess my second piece of advice trailing into that uh, once you get started is be yourself and let yourself just go. Don't try and You know, if I tried to write like Stephen King, it would never come out. I'd never release anything because I can't. I, he and I do not write anywhere close to each other. You know what I mean? I couldn't be that descriptive if I wanted to. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, so just be yourself and just start doing it, even if it's in small increments. But just, you got to start.
0: That's great. And That's great advice. Thanks. <laughs> well, you know, I think after you said that about the writing then, four hours a day, I would say I am an author but not a writer then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but
1: you know, I think that's a that's a broad, uh, broad uh, uh, four hours there. Uh, you know, if you are writing, you know, a paragraph on Facebook, yeah, you know, about whatever it is you're passionate about. If you write that paragraph and you take the time to go back and reread it and edit it and make it look pretty, then you know what? To me, yeah, that's part of that four hours. You know, you're trying. You're, you're writing and you're trying to improve yourself.
0: That's a good point. I don't write diatribes on Facebook, but I definitely do re- rewrite from the radio world, like we're talking about uh, those radio scripts and the radio copy for uh, yeah. our clients many times. So, That's
1: the worst, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Over and over again. What is, uh, what is your favorite part about being a writer? And maybe segueing into that, what's the hardest part? Uh,
1: the greatest part about being a writer is the women. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. it says, uh, no, says no one. Yeah, exactly. Um, the greatest part about being a writer is uh, letting my alter egos come out a little bit. <laughs> letting that dark side, if I want it to be, come out. You know, whatever. Uh, whatever I don't feel maybe comfortable with. Overall, uh, that's a nice outlet, and it's saving me a ton of money on therapy. (laughs) Uh, The worst part, or the hardest part, about being a writer is being three-quarters of the way done with something and realizing you're absolutely nowhere and throwing it away. That is the hardest part, because your initial, once you get started, your initial uh, uh, I guess reaction is to finish it, regardless. And you can keep telling yourself, you know, it's first first copy. It's the only first copy. It you're still nowhere. And you know, it, it takes a little bit of gumption and a little heartbreak to uh, crumble all those pages up, or just hit delete and start all over. It's it sucks. <laughs> that's yeah. the worst part
0: by far. That's that's and I. Something I never had thought about. For but yes, that sucks. Definitely. So let's let's jump in. Uh, back into, you know, and hell followed. Where'd you get the idea for that book? I know we talked about your parents a little bit, but if you want to give a, you know, we don't want to give away the the whole book, but give a little synopsis of what's going on in it and where you came up with that. Uh, Unless it's just your crazy mind. No, (laughs) let's hope not. (laughs) Uh, No, I,
1: um, to be honest, the book, if I would describe it to uh, somebody, just a stranger, I would say it is like the strangers meets the born identity. Uh, basically, uh, some of the worst people in the world collide in this book, uh, that had no intentions of ever meeting. And, uh
0: as the title says, And Hell Follows. That's great. So, wrapping up a little bit before we jump into the lightning round questions. Sure. What uh, final words of wisdom would you have for someone who is trying to live a life they want and deserve? Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) Words of wisdom. People don't
1: often come to me for those. Uh, I would say that Uh, regardless of how difficult it is, the hurdles that are placed in your way, the most difficult thing you will ever overcome is your own excuses and your own self-conscious. So basically, don't listen to those. The excuses in your head are going to be your worst enemy. And they are infinite. To get you not to take a risk. And you just,
0: you gotta, you have to take that leap. Great advice. Thanks for sharing that. That's wonderful words. And oh, so true each and every day for all of us. So you ready? Lightning round questions. Let's do it. Hit me. All right. This is, this is my go-to to start things off, bringing in light. If you could have one word staring at you in the bathroom mirror to motivate you in the morning, what would it be?
1: Underachiever.
0: (laughs) I love that. That is great. You know, typically we get I get passion or great gratitude, but a word to actually that says don't do the underachieving. Get out there and get after it. Love it.
1: Yeah. Just basically what what I would think I I, that's I just don't want anybody to ever think that. That's the one thing I care about people's opinion about is don't you can't ever call me an underachiever.
0: That's great. What was your favorite book growing up?
1: Uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, Mm -hmm. I just fell in love. Uh, That book introduced me to the law and uh, uh, race relations. It just opened my eyes to so many things at such a young age. Uh, Just phenomenal.
0: One of my favorite books of all time. I actually just reread it last year, which I am not... I I'm not that guy who rereads books and right, uh, me I've either. read it two or three times. So what that's is phenomenal. one book everyone has to read this year? Outside of your own, of course. I was
1: gonna say that's an easy one.
0: What <laughs> uh, <laughs> book everybody
1: has to read this year? Hmm. Darn, that's a good question. God, I thought I was ready for this and I wasn't. I would say. You know what? I'm going to go old school, because I'm an old school kind of guy, and I'm going to say everybody should go reread David Copperfield. Charles Dickens. Best book ever written.
0: Great. What is the name of the next Corey Idol book, if you had to guess right now? I know papers get crumbled and things change.
1: Oh, man. Well, uh, the next book will be a sequel. We're going to be following our assassin, Uh, along his uh, journey. So uh, I'd probably stick with the hell theme and probably go with something along the lines of hell hath no fury, something like that.
0: Great. So tell me, what goes on a stressed-out author's full-of-writer-block style hot dog? Easy. Never changes. Uh, Yellow mustard and sauerkraut. All right. Good, simple, and tasty. I like it. Got it. Just like my books. (laughs) (laughs) Corey, hey, uh, thanks again for coming on to the show. How can people best keep in touch with you and check out your books?
1: Uh, To keep in touch with me, you can follow me on Twitter at IdleAuthor, I-D-L-E. I'm not going to spell out author. Everybody else can figure that one out. And then uh, you can uh, uh, find the books on Amazon.com by uh, just searching me, Corey Idle, or the uh, book titles.
0: Great. Uh, I want to put in a little disclaimer in case there's any uh, little kiddos listening on this. Uh, I told, told Corey I was going to, and Hell followed while I loved it. It's a little graphic. It does contain violent content. It's not for the faint at heart. Is that fair? I,
1: I don't want your letters. Yes, that is fair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, it's been a pleasure. Until the next edition of the Hot Dog Stand Chronicles, thank all of you for listening. And here's to taking you taking action on your hot dog stand. This is the hot dog extraordinaire Mike Rudd and author and writer Corey Idle signing off. Let's go out there. Let's spread good vibes. Let's demand the best from ourselves. Carpe diem. You are just listening to the hot dog stand chronicles. Until next time, the hot dog extraordinaire has signed off. Thanks for tuning in.